How we doing, everybody? Listen, this is the Sauce Cast, and this beat always gets me excited to have a conversation. And today, you're in for a treat. One of my, I gotta say, one of probably my favorite people in this world, outside of my immediate family and some other people, and some other people. I'm saying all that so I don't offend anybody out there, but this guy is definitely one of my favorite people, and he has one of the greatest names. Um, But I got to give you some context here, because his name is Bill Russell from Westport, Massachusetts. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. Listen, I got to give the people some context here. Sure, go for cause it. Because I love the story. I remember, so going back six years ago when we <laughs> when we felt led to come to New Bedford to uh, to start this, this campus, who is now this church, um, I get a call and, and I'm checking my voicemail and he, and he said, my name is Bill Russell uh, and I'm from Westport, Massachusetts and I'm interested in your in your campus because we saw the announcement that you guys are coming to New Bedford. And immediately I thought, who's crank calling me? And out of all the names, you're going to use Bill Russell? You I'm know? still waiting for Tom Brady to show up. You're so, still waiting you know. for Tom. So I remember calling you back, kind of like laughing. I'm like, okay, whoever you are, really funny, you know. But right now, this is not a funny moment because we're trying to launch a church and I need everybody to really be in with this. And you were like, no, no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious, <laughs> you know. And I remember out of that, we end up, Meeting up somewhere. I can't remember where we met and had... Mirasols, probably. Mirasols and had something. Coffee. Chippies. <laughs> Chippies, Probably. <yeah. laughs> you know, and since then, uh, you and Daryl have been such an instrumental part of who we are today as New Life South Coast, you know, from the yeah. days of taking the trailers home, yeah. you know, uh, to just f- being fully invested, you know. Uh, I remember the first prayer walk we ever had, you guys were here. Yep. With us, and so again, I, I personally, I, I just am uh, so thankful for that. So thankful for your friendship. We were the missing members of the team. You didn't know you wanted. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. And and who would have thought it would have been Bill Russell from uh, Westport, Massachusetts? Was not on my mind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have you. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, with the Saucecast, we try to try, try to have a conversation on specific topics that we feel could be inspirational, encouraging for our people listening. And the other day you sent me a message via text that really resonated with me. And I said, we need to sit down and have a conversation around this, you know? So can you, um, can you share that with the people? Like what was that message and what led you to, to share it? Well, I mean, it was, it was last Sunday during our nine o'clock service. Uh, Daryl, my wife, and I were on FireCore, and we are kind of Zoom-free because our, our internet is so sluggish. It, we can't do any live feeds of anything without it just choking the network. So it was just the two of us in a room. Um, you were preaching in the background, and I, I'm walking around. I'm a walker when I pray. I'm walking around praying, the sunlight streaming in, and I just had this idea pop into my head and, and I think sometimes God's like that with me he just just a, a, a bit of a nudge with a picture and it was just a funny image of a of sort of a building uh, coming down uh, not in the sense of a um, 
of a mistake, but sort of a purposeful demolition thing with a bunch of little explosions going off. I don't know if I mean I sent you the the thing of, of one of the domes being taken down. Right. But, I mean, we've all seen those things. It's fascinating to watch these all these tiny little explosions go off. Right. You know? And I got the sense of uh of God talking to me in that where we've been praying against strongholds. And a stronghold could easily be a building. And I put those two things together in my imagination and Suddenly, I, I, I had this vision of all of us throughout the city and throughout the South Coast, as we're all in our own individual homes, that God also uses geography and prayer in a diff, in, in, in ways that are, are a mystery right. to us, but he does use it. Right. And here, instead of us all being a one building all together, blowing it up in the spirit, we're all over the place, and the spirit's going to use that in a way to to bring down strongholds. Yeah. You know? And I'm telling powerful. you, that it was very powerful because we just started talking about living a spirit-filled life. Yeah. You know, and to get it to get the text from you, it really brought perspective for me. Yeah. You know, and I love that God does that because obviously we don't get the all of us don't get the full revelation, but all all of us could get the full revelation together. Yeah. You know, and that's the power of being together in this thing, you know? Yeah. And so you at home interceding, you get a piece of that, and I'm over here preaching, I get this piece, you know, and we start putting them together and we start to get the bigger picture because right now one of the things is, God, what are you up to? Right? I think we're all kind of wondering, we're just trying to figure out like what's the bigger picture here that if all of this is happening, it's happening for a reason and a purpose. So God, what are you What are you up to? Yeah. You know? And I'll put you on a spot. What do you think God's up to? That's a great question. Next. <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I, you know, within the context of that revelation of sorts last Sunday, and then you know, part of what I texted you was talking about how we we had gone from a mobile church where we were going from from school to school, and there was really I don't think there was a school in town that we didn't go to <laughs> right. for some reason, right? And uh, that uh, as a prayer team at the time when we were praying, we would often get the sense that God was using this to lay a, like a web of prayer mm. over the city yeah, uh, and in ways that we weren't going to see or understand right away. And uh, so, you know, this idea of, of all of us going out and, and, you know, my prayer is no more significant, your prayer is no more significant right. than anybody's prayer. In fact, sometimes we're, we're arguably less significant right. because... Yeah, you know, we've been around for a long time, and sometimes when we pray, we might not pray with the edge of someone that's a, a new believer who's just been filled with the Holy Spirit sure. and is on fire and praying for all kinds of crazy things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I oftentimes pray, like, God, just let me still have that madness of, of praying for anything. Yeah. Uh, but I do think in some way, shape, or form, God is is hoping that will reconnect with him in a different kind of way than we're used to. Mm. He's blown up the normal, even though we've always, we keep talking about it, this is the new normal, the new normal. And, and the old normal is being blown up already. Well, he's just blew up our new normal right. and replaced it with a completely different. It's like thing. a new normal inception. Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're all of our, all of us, no matter what you've done, our pattern of, of life has shifted significantly over the past few weeks, I don't think any anyone, uh, arguably most people across the planet, have been impacted by this. Yeah. 
And I, I think God uses moments like that where there's a disruption uh, to, to re-invite us into what he's doing. And for me, a lot of that is, is also finding those places to listen mm. first. Uh, because in, in uh, every way I can think, uh, prayer without listening is prayer without context. That's good. So within all of this, we've, we've for many of us, we're not working right now. Uh, we have a lot of time at home. Some of us are surrounded by kids, and it may be really tough to find those moments of quiet in that kind of a, of a family life. But I think I think God will use that to speak to us in a new, and I think the, the word fresh is a little bit possibly overdone, but a fresh way. Yeah. We don't have a lot of other words yeah. for that. You know? Yeah. I know, I know that you have a, a, a tremendous heart for prayer yeah. and interceding. Um, for people that kind of struggle with praying, yeah, right? How do you keep your prayer life fresh? You just use the word fresh, but especially as an intercessor. Yeah, so intercessory prayer is interesting. I, I think of it a little bit like the deep end of the pool and you just get shoved into it and, <laughs> and suddenly it, it's, it's no holds barred. What are we going to pray, you know? Um, and within that, there's a lot of... I, I think of it as a, a lot of chance for imagination to come in, for God to use this aspect of, 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 of us. And it's, it's a kind of imagination that we see in kids and children. I mean, children have no problem with the imagination. Right. They're just over the top. And how often does Jesus sort of talk in wonderful ways about having the heart of a child, uh, especially an undivided heart? Mm. And that our imaginations... As adults, we oftentimes push them to the side. But I, th- I think, in especially when I'm praying, and I'll just use I'll use I statements for you. Yeah. And when I'm praying, uh, I oftentimes ask God to stir something up. I'll close my eyes, even when I'm walking. Sometimes I, I haven't tripped yet, but close my eyes and just let let Him give me something of an image. You yeah. Know, and and work with that, and then get in a dialogue with Him about it. Um, so I think intercessory prayer is where we're praying for other people. Um, sometimes praying for other people is directly that. I'm, I, I, you'll pop into my, my head middle of the day, and I'll just pray for you. You know, um, I've been, for whatever reason, God drew my attention to, to people around, different people around the world through the news, and they come back into your head during the day or a week later and suddenly you find yourself praying for someone you don't even know on the other side of the planet. Mm. And you and I have talked a lot about prayer where we have felt in parts, in times of our lives that we have almost fallen into a safety net. Mm. Like like we we took a risk on the trapeze, we fell off, the safety net grabs us and that safety net are the people who have interceded for us. It's good. The prayers that have been said by other people for us, which is significant. Yeah. And intercessory prayer is just being able to be that safety net for other people and allow God to use you to pray for anybody, no matter who it might be. It doesn't have to be important people. It can just be regular people. You might have been reading the newspaper today or seen a Facebook post where something just drew your attention in a way that is a little bit more significant than just normal. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Or, Or, and pray for that person. So good. It's it's a 
it's like popcorn. You yeah. Know, it just kind of pops up every now and then. Yeah. There's a, I have a little app on my phone called the Echo app, E-C-H-O, that helps a little bit with people that I want to remember to pray for. Mm. You know, and, and like uh, my wife, my son, my mom and dad, our businesses, you know, things like that. And you can set it up so throughout the day you get regular prayer reminders. And that's a nice place, I think, for many people to start. Awesome. Would be to have some few people or, or things, and you just want to be reminded about it through yeah, the day. Yeah, can you... Re- uh- Share that app again? It's Echo. It's just, it's E-C-H-O. So I think if you were to search on a store to say, hey, Echo prayer app, you'd come to it. Awesome. And um, I've just found it useful to remind me. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the, praying throughout the day is such a important thing. Right. Uh, I like to th- think, I mean, the monks do it. Right. You and I, when we went out to, the, to visit a monastery, uh, they pray the Psalms at regular times throughout every day, every day, yeah. like milking cows, like it happens every day. <laughs> There's not a day off, not ever. Right. And you sense that in that place, mm. when you go there, that this is a place that is just steeped in prayer. In prayer. Yeah. You know? So good. Um, you know, one of the things that I know people kind of struggle with is uh, praying and still being grounded. Yeah. Right. And I think when we t- anytime we use words like intercessory or prophetic, you know, people start to get a little. It's a little bit weird and weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and what I like about you as an intercessor is that I feel like, you know, you allow God to 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 use your imagination, but you seem to be a pretty fairly grounded person at the same time. Yeah. So how do you? Again, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the word balance. You know, I don't like the word balance at all. So I guess. The, a better word is that how do you live in that in those two worlds of imagination and being grounded and being prophetic? It's it. I guess I've been doing it long enough. So let me let me see if I can think how to make this make sense. Other than you know, start off just asking God for help in it. I, I, if you, I mean, you've prayed with me. I, I do, I'm not one of those people who tend to be very flowery. In my prayers, it, right. it tends to be kind of, it just comes out and there it is. Yeah. Uh, By the so, way, Bill prays with me like we're talking right now. You know, he just like starts praying and he's just looking at me and I'm like, are you praying to me or are you praying to God? You know, so you're one of those guys that to me, you're so like in your flow of praying and you're not yeah. even like trying to go to another place. It's like for you, it's a continuation I, of just life. Fair enough on that. I think I, I picked up on that particular habit in uh, when we were doing some um College ministry at uh, a UMass Dartmouth uh, back a few years ago, and the students in crew had this thing at the end of their session to get into a circle, and everybody would ask, would say, "Hey, I, w- w- let's come up with things we want to pray for," and everyone would start talking about what they wanted prayer for for the week, and then someone else would pray it. But part of me thought, well, those are two prayers. Because that first one that seemed so normal and just, well, here's what's going on in my life, was not, there was no pressure. Mm. You were just talking. And the other one, when you actually have to pray for somebody, sometimes when we hear that, yeah, would you pray for me? Uh, everything locks up, right? I mean, right. I, I, I will never forget the first time I was asked to pray out loud. I froze. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, public speaking is a, is a tremendous right. fear. Right. And so... If we're just dialoguing and just talk about what we'd like prayer for, why not just make that a prayer? Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. 
So good. Now, talk a little bit about the prophetic, right, and the imagination. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times people just think of the prophetic in terms of the future. Yeah. You know, and they miss what Paul talks about the prophetic. Yeah. In, especially in the, in the book of Corinthians when he says, like, the prophetic is speaking a word of encouragement or a word of wisdom and a word of now, right? Yeah. So how do you go about living in that world of the prophetic and the imagination? I think if we think of the prophets in the Bible, they always were speaking into the context of the community they were actually part of. You, you know, they they were always speaking into, they, they were part of this problem. Yeah. And then God gave them a voice. Yeah. And all of them were poets. I mean, hmm. all of them had poetic but, kind of language. And oftentimes we hear poetry and we go, oh, goodness me, not poetry, not them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, poets understand things like metaphor. And, you know, a metaphor not only says what it says, but says something in addition to it. Right. And so our imagination is what sort of engages those two things uh so jesus used that i mean all of his parables would were, were just extended metaphors right. and you had to sort of read into them a bit and then you find yourself in, engaging this world with so much to say instead of just the simple thing yeah the kingdom of god is like a mustard seed mm. right i mean you can just go with that right forever right uh and I think um, using your imagination prophetically is a lot like that. But again, just saying to God, Lord, please just, I give you permission to, to use me, help me in my imagination, help me understand what you want to say into this situation, because that's all prophecy is. Yeah, It's just allowing God to, to use you to do what he's already doing. Right. I remember... Uh, reading one of the gosh it was one of my wife's books but he he the way he put it is he has his one ear on what god's doing and one ear on the person he's across from that's good and his prayer at that time is lord just use me to speak into what you're already doing yeah in this person and protect me from saying things that are not of you yeah which is great because it takes the pressure off of you right right and yeah. he, you don't have to try to conjure up some big Prayer no. to pray over yeah. this person yeah. in this moment. Yeah, God's already at work. God's already at work. You know, He's already doing it. Yeah. So you're just there to maybe say something yeah. silly and simple, and yeah. you don't know what's going on in that person's head and their so heart. Good. But yeah. God can use you in so many ways. Right. That's yeah. so good. It takes the pressure off. Yeah. You know, because I think that's what we I think people feel sometimes praying. Am I saying the right things? You know, am I hitting the right codes? Oh, right. You know, to get God to to pay attention. Yeah. And you're saying, you know, God's already out work, and you're just yeah. invited to be part of that conversation, in a sense. Yeah. Right. That's so good. Um, what uh, what other would say tips that you would have for someone that has a just a hard time flowing in prayer? One of the things is is you know we're all. I mean, I don't say we're all uh, people like me. Are, are, who are still somewhat awkward uh, praying out loud. You know, I'm, I'm usually not the first person in the group to start praying. Usually I need a little bit of space 
before I'll open my mouth. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes God just goes, hey, you got to get this out there. But I, um, maybe it's because I like listening more than I like speaking sometimes uh, in that if someone else is saying a prayer, I want to be listening to what they're saying and not already thinking about what I'm going to say over the top of them. Mm. So I need a little bit of space to kind of let, make sure it's, it's, the, it's the time to speak into it. And so I say for people, relax, take the pressure off. You know, um, if, you're, if you're in a group, don't feel like you have to pray. God still listens to your heart. But man, it's really good to try. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and to do that, you actually have to open your mouth and talk. So basically, you learn to pray by praying, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember um, someone talking about uh, worship in terms of, the, of this course that was for uh, new, uh, new Christians. Some, or not, no, I'm sorry, not new Christians, people outside of the church, right? And so week one, they're already doing worship. They're already singing a song. And the thought was, well, how is that being sort of uh, open for people who, who aren't in the church, mm-hmm. who might find themselves you know, having a really difficult time with this. And the way that the, the gentleman who was, who was running it said, he said, listen, if, if we're teaching people to run, at which point do we introduce actually getting out there and running? Right. And the whole point in this is that people worship God. Right. So we're going to worship. Yeah. And indeed, on that course, which was a thing that happens over 10 weeks, the first week, a lot of people really have a hard time with worship. By the end of the course, oftentimes these people would have, met God and had a personal experience with yeah. Jesus said the worship was the best part yeah. of the entire thing, even though they hated it week one. So that's another key is just chill out with where you're at right now. We, we overestimate what we're getting done in the next five days and underestimate what's going to happen in the next five years. Uh, that's good. Right. That's good. Anything else would you like to add as we close Bill Russell from Westport, Massachusetts? Yeah. I think, this was this was sort of in my mind as I was thinking about sitting down with you. you mean by? Oh, stop it, Siri! <laughs> <laughs> Siri has something to say. <laughs> my Siri is an English gentleman. I have a butler. <laughs> so, um, what I was going to say is that uh, in terms of running out of words, oftentimes we as a community get together before church in locker room settings, right? And we've had them in in a large scale, and and we've had them in small scale. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we've been asked to, hey, just tell God who he is. Like, just, just, just praise him, right? And I start into that, and I find I run out of words really fast. God is awesome. Lord, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're mm-hmm. magnificent. You're super. You're superb. You're tremendous. You're higher than the greatest height. And, and, and if you're challenged to pray like this for another five minutes, I'm, I'm out of words to describe God after about 45, 50 seconds. <laughs> uh, but what I fall back on at that point is, is, is that I don't seem to ever run out of words to thank him. Mm. You know, and, and having that, and I just start thanking him for things. Lord, thank you for the feel of sand in my toes on a summer day. Thank you for the smell of roses. Thank you for spaghetti and meatballs. You know, thank you for Chinese food and, fort- and silly fortunes. Amen. And, yeah, and and you just run out of. I mean, you never run out of things that you're thankful for. And I yeah. think as a father in heaven, uh, he just loves it when we're thanking him yeah. for all the silly little things he puts in our lives all the time, or the big things. Right. Thank you for my wife, for love, for hugs. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that as a as someone that, that 
that if you're thinking about prophecy, prophetic insight or, or imagination and things, um, find the things that you can talk to God about that are just natural for you. Yeah. And I think a great way to start is, is just all the things you're thankful for. Amen. Why don't you uh, pray for us? Right now, live in person. Absolutely. Oh, see what I see? The pressure. Yeah, <laughs> we learn by by doing it. Right? That's it. I got to give it yeah. a shot. So. All right, on the count of three. Ready? Three. Father God, thank you so much for this time uh, with my friend Pastor Marco, and I pray that you would use this uh, conversation we've had with each other to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Bill Russell from Westport. Massachusetts. Seriously, though, I am so grateful for you and Daryl and for your investment in God's house. It has and been such an honor. And my family personally. So we're, we're we grateful. We love you guys. Love you guys too. And like I always like to say, if this blessed you, don't keep it to yourself because sharing is caring. We'll see you guys soon. Be blessed. <laughs>